before we wrap up, we just want to spend a minute or two uh, remembering, I know you did it on the other show that uh, we're affiliated with uh, on Wednesdays on the Fighting Words Radio Network, but uh, one of the all-time great goaltenders we lost last week in uh, Tony Esposito. I know you talked about it on the show, and, of course, Phil has been a friend uh, of ours on several shows uh, over the years. His brother, Phil, and we, we send out our condolences to him, but, boy, Tony O was one of the all-time greats. No question about it, and uh, also one of the all-time, you know, false moves. <laughs> he was originally taken by Montreal, which was, as you well know, you followed hockey from the beginning. <clears throat> that was the premier team in almost all of sports because they would win and win and win, and they had them for 15 games, and, right. but they didn't protect them. And when they didn't protect them, uh, Boston picked them up, and he became, like, what, 50, his first year he had 15 shutouts, which is still a National Hockey League record, and uh, he went on to be maybe, uh, if not the greatest goaltender in the history of the National uh, Hockey League, certainly very close still with Cron and a couple of others. Yeah, the, those Blackhawk teams are very good, and uh, and one year they did make the, uh, I believe they made the finals. One year they lost to, uh, I think, Montreal uh, for the Cup uh, sometime then, but they were always a perennial contender. Uh, I think losing Bobby right. Hull in the early 70s may have hurt their chances to uh, for Tony to win a cup with Chicago because he went over to the WHA. But, yeah, he was uh, – I got a chance to see him a few times on uh, in person, of course, on TV. And uh, like uh, Glenn Hall, that butterfly style, he kind of uh, revolutionized the whole position. No question about it. And, uh, you know, you talk to people in the National Hockey League, they still to this day and talk about uh, his ability and the way he really changed uh, what happened in the net and uh, uh, you know he just had so many individual records and uh, one other funny thing about it which I did not until the other day we did this we did the beef with him or about him and that was his first game in the National Hockey League he uh, it was a 2-2 tie and the, and the two goals scored against him were by his brother right <laughs> i saw i saw a video about that uh, they phil talks about it and he, i guess his their mother called and uh, maybe tony's wife called and they were mad at phil for scoring the two goals uh, against tony yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of the you know two, there are a couple of funny stories in, in sports roberto clemente always falls in that category baseball wise because the dodgers and french ricky maybe the smartest gentleman of all time did not protect Roberto Clemente, and he was taken by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. And the same thing happened in Montreal. The Canadiens did not protect <laughs> Esposito, and uh, he winds up going to the Blackhawks and being one of the greatest players of all time. Of course, Phil started his career, Phil Esposito, with the Blackhawks. And then, of course, there was right. a huge trade that sent uh, Phil and, uh, I believe, uh, uh, I forget who the other player was. Uh, might have been Kenny Hodge. I'm not sure, but to Boston, and that really made the Bruins uh, such an, uh, a powerhouse for about five years. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, the original six. Uh, of course, they didn't play anywhere near the number of games that they play now, and and uh, uh, the travel commitments were, uh, the, you know, the train and. Uh, uh, but it was a, it was a, as they say in football, it was a different league when. The Colts and the Giants played for the championship uh, before all this uh, uh, big time money came in, and, right. and uh, the same thing in the National Hockey League. When the original six, uh, it was really a very competitive, competitive, competitive league. Yeah, yeah. Tony Esposito, we should say, it was pancreatic cancer. Sadly, uh, same thing that uh, Bobby Bowden had, who uh, we also lost uh, about two weeks ago. 
but uh, Tony and Phil uh, have a, a piece of Tampa Bay history, of course, too, with the Lightning. Uh, they're both involved uh, with getting the Lightning here back in uh, the early 90s. So uh, a bit of a Tampa Bay connection with Tony Esposito. Yeah, and you were down at that time. I was in uh, Sarasota at the time when they came in, and you talked about going over to the old barn on the fairgrounds. I never was there. Uh, of course, we hadn't been in uh, the Trop many, many times. They moved from the barn to the Trop. Right. Uh, but you were actually there, and it was, uh, they said it was really a shorthanded uh, dollar and cent move. You, you could smell the uh, animal uh, remains uh, there, the animal waste from the from the <laughs> fair, uh, walking into there. But I was actually at the press conference when uh, Phil announced uh, that the team was officially going to start. And they didn't have a name at that time. And uh, uh, I got to ask him a question. I said, are you going to have a, a contest to uh, name the team? And he said, uh, hey, that's a good idea. We're probably going to do that. So I don't think it was my idea. But uh, but he, he was trying to run the press conference. And if it wasn't for Phil Esposito, the Lightning would not have come to Tampa. There's no no way, no doubt about that. He was the guy that made it happen. Yeah, I, I just don't think he gets enough credit. For him. You and I have talked about it many, many times. And Mr. Vanek finally brought him back after the former owners had uh, – pretty much put him aside. But there wouldn't be a Tampa Bay Lightning and there wouldn't be two back-to-back Stanley Cup championships right. if he hadn't fought through the hard years and and kept the franchise in Tampa. And uh, then Mr. Vanek uh, uh, recognized what uh, Phil Osvaldo made to the, to the organization and brought him back. Yeah. And from all I can see in videos of interviews uh, between the two uh, Esposito brothers, I think they got along pretty well together. I think they were pretty close. So uh, we feel sad for Phil, but uh, uh, Tony had a, had a good run there, one of the all-time greats. No question about it. And you and I chatted earlier today before we did the uh, interview with Ian uh, from uh, St. Marie. Uh, they, you know, that's where they were from. Yeah, Ontario, and, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of their... Uh, uh, organizational people when they first created the Lightning uh, were from that particular area because uh, they knew them and and, uh, and that was where the organization really got its early start. Now, Don, I know we got some things in the works. Uh, I know we're going to try and get Pat Williams on again, uh, of course, with the Orlando Magic, but also uh, I, obviously it's been on hold since uh, we talked to him last, but trying to get uh, a Major League Baseball team in Orlando. We'll have to see an update on that. I know he's got another book out, so I know we're working on that and a couple other things. Yeah, we get in touch with him. I'll try. I look for a number for him. Uh, he's not going to be back. And so uh, I don't know if he's out watching the summer league or, or exactly where he is. But uh, we will get him and, and uh, talk about uh, what we'll talk about everything. The summer league, what what has happened with the NBA. I, I don't know what, to be very honest with you, I don't know. It's probably in one of his books how much he had to put forth to organize the Orlando Magic. But I guarantee it wasn't anything near $2 billion. No, no, no. That was what, uh, late 80s, I guess, the, the Magic started, right? Yeah. So it wasn't that, that uh, yep. crazy amount back then. But, oh. but always fun to talk to him, and we got some other people we'll talk to as well. But, Don, uh, always good to uh, talk uh, some vintage sports and uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.